Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today works as an English teacher here in Japan. She's also one of the daily devotional presenters at the Chiba International Seventh-day Adventist Church. Hi, Sheena Mawat. Welcome to our show. Hi. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine just the same. Could you share with our audience a little about your background? Okay, so... This story is not anything spectacular, but I guess it's my story nonetheless. (laughs) My mom is or was a Sunday worshiper uh, in Jamaica. And she, I think when I, when I was born, I first started going to a church of God um, congregation or joining the church of God congregation. That was while living in St. Anne, because I was born in St. Anne, maybe at about four or five years old or so I moved and my mom moved close to my aunt in St. Catherine and my aunt was Adventist so um, my mom was the church goer at the time so my aunt would take my sister and I to church with her every Saturday morning so that was about since kindergarten stage and then um, I kind of just grew up in the Adventist church since that time I got baptized in seventh grade. I was about 11 at the time. Um, I did common entrance, so I went to high school pretty early. So I was 11 in seventh grade. I got baptized during a crusade that our church was having. Yeah, so that's how I became uh, a Christian. Okay, so what was it like during those early years? You mentioned 11, you could say just mm-hmm. a child. What was it like? Yeah. Because I had I had been in the church for a long time by that time, well, I consider it a long time, it felt like the natural thing to do. Um, I had been to many church services, many crusades as as they'd had it they, they'd have it that time. And it felt like something that I needed to do, right? So I think maybe going, I remember the crusade that I went to that I got baptized, I was really moved by the sermons that were being preached. But Looking back at it now, I don't think that I fully understood what it meant to be like a Seventh-day Adventist Christian or Christian for that matter. But I know that at that point in time, there was this prodding on my heart that I needed to be baptized. And I just did it. And I, I haven't regretted it. It hasn't been perfect, but it was my decision at the time. And I'm happy that I made that decision even though I was maybe young and inexperienced. Yeah, I, I was about to ask if there were any regrets, but you have already answered. <laughs> I, I haven't had any regrets regarding that at all. All right. Uh, in terms of that experience going mm-hmm. through high school, we know the pressures of being a teenager. Right. Were your strategy coping? Yeah, I don't think I had a strategy. I think, okay... I am naturally a stubborn person. Many people, many of my close friends will tell you that. So I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself as being 
somebody who's easily influenced. But I must say that I was not a perfect Christian in that, especially for Adventism. Um, my mother wasn't um, an Adventist, right? So there wasn't a, a situation where she had said like, you know, it's a Sabbath now, turn off the TV or don't do this or read your Bible or read your quarterly or anything like that. That wasn't the case. So I was basically given free reign to do as I pleased. And of course, as a young person at that time, I didn't always do what was right. So I did. I don't think I had a strategy per se, but I, I kind of, one thing my mother ensured that my sister and I would do is to always go to church, no matter what you're going to go to church, right? So I felt like maybe my church family or having friends in the church at that time kept me grounded somewhat. And it prevented me from like, from leaving the church fully, even though there were maybe external influences like friends and so on. But I think for the most part, I was just too stubborn to do as others do or did. As I would say, you had a mind of your own. Hope I'm not being too patronizing. (laughs) No, it's fine. And, you know, you talk about that, would say, pressure from parents. And Mm -hmm. I I know that's a part of the Jamaican landscape. Many adults may not necessarily pursue their own spiritual development, but they insist Mm -hmm. that the younger ones go to church. Right. And with that, I transition to another question. We we know people Uh invest a lot of time and energy into developing their career, their Mm -hmm. bodies, relationships, etc. But quite often they neglect that spiritual dimension. How do you actively pursue your own spiritual growth? Now? (laughs) Well, maybe it's easier to talk about now than then, (laughs) because, right. So now I was, I remember talking about this, I think last week with some people from my church. I think now actively pursuing spiritual growth has to be intentional, right? Because I feel like sometimes we're so bombarded by work and other um, activities, which might not necessarily be bad, but I feel like that sometimes gets in the way of that, that alone time with God. So I was talking to the person, I was saying that for me, my experience, I have to be intentional. I have to tell myself that, okay, Sheena, you're going to wake up at this time and you're going to dedicate this time to doing this devotional or studying your quarterly or doing whatever other spiritual things that I I deem I should. So that's how I do it. And another thing is that um, I have also subscribed to a website that gives devotional and and allows me to the Bible year or do the Bible year series where I read the Bible in a year. So I also do that. And even though I don't always get to do it in the mornings, um, sometimes on the train to work, I would take up my phone and I would start doing the readings as I travel to and from work. So it hasn't been perfect every day. Sometimes I go through the day and I don't even read the Bible, right? Sometimes I barely get a chance to pray, right? Or sometimes I'd be walking and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't pray today, right? So that happens sometimes, but I, I feel like for me, I have to just be intentional about doing it. If not, it's probably not going to get done. Days will pass and I'm like, oh, I didn't study my quarterly today or I didn't read. I didn't, you know, talk to God. Yeah. So, yeah. You mentioned some devotionals that you subscribe to. Would you like mm-hmm. to share some of uh, me also spiritually? Well, it's, I subscribe to the devotionals from Amazing Facts. Doug Bachelor's Amazing Facts. It's, they have a website. 
Right, ministry. That's the word. Right. So there's a website that you can go and you could um you could subscribe, put your email in, and they will send you um devotionals, text the Bible text of the day, Bible verse of the day, and also you can subscribe to the Bible Year series. Yeah, and that's that. I I like it. When we first enter the church, um, maybe this sounds cliche, but we're really like babies. Like we don't really know everything. Maybe we'll never know everything, but we don't know a lot, right? And I feel like as a Christian, you have to continue, you continue the growth process, right? You cannot like continue to be a baby forever. And I feel like, especially in living in this secular country, um, there's not a lot of spirituality out there. And I feel like for us to be grounded in our faith or for us to continue to have that relationship with God, we, ha- we need spiritual growth. We need to, to constantly find ways to, to be connected to the source because while in Jamaica, maybe you're probably in a taxi or a bus and you probably hear some gospel music and maybe you hear somebody preaching on the bus. In Japan, that doesn't happen, right? So if, if you don't seek it for yourself, you're, never, you're not going to find um, a, or hear a word or find any scripture or hear any songs that might you know, pull you back or have you think, oh my gosh, I didn't talk to God today or I, didn't, or I didn't pray today or I didn't read the scripture today. It's a way to just be constantly connected to God, which is our source. And how I look at it, times are getting more and more serious. So uh, there's nothing else that you need to connect to more than more than God well and to said. go spiritually. Well said. In keeping with this theme of staying connected to God, mm-hmm. it, it means that when we connect with God, He speaks to us. He speaks to us yes. directly. And yes. different persons will say they have dreams. Some will say a friend talked to them, etc., etc. The list right. goes on. But how mm-hmm. would you say God speaks to you, or maybe what? Is your preferred medium or method for him to speak? My preferred method would definitely be him coming beside me and say, hey, hey, Sheena, do this, do that, (laughs) right? That would be perfect. But since that has never happened, uh, I I feel like God talks to me through maybe preachers or Bible verses because I am not a dreamer. I don't, I've never really had any prophetic dreams. I wish I did, but that's not my gift. <laughs> but um, yeah, so sometimes, for example, I'd read, I'd read a scripture or I'd go on YouTube and, I, and I'd listen to a sermon. And then say I would do that in the morning. And I find that later on in the day, I hear the same scripture or I, I go on my phone and somebody sends, sends me a message with the same scripture. And I'm like, whoa, how is it that they're sending me the same scripture? Or, or I listen to a sermon and there's something in the sermon that was very profound. And then again, maybe a friend would call me and, and tell me the same thing. And I was like, whoa, that must be God talking to me. So I feel like that's how God um, talks to me. Yeah. And let's read in here and there. Do you have a favorite uh, preacher or presenter? Uh, well, I mentioned Doug Bachelor earlier. Um, I listen to him a lot. I feel I like his method of teaching or preaching. It's more like a teaching method. And I, I think it resonates with me well. Also, I like his stories that he tells and that makes it interesting. Uh, so I listen to him a lot. He currently has a Revelation Now um, series going on that I listen to religiously. So I think for now, that's the pastor or the sermon types of sermons I listen to. So maybe he's my favorite. <laughs> 
And if I may add, she's also one of my favorites. Oh, great. <laughs> in, in terms of your reading, what mm-hmm. books or what book or Bible verse, you could even choose a mm-hmm. song or you could comment on all three that mm-hmm. you could say have had the greatest impact on your faith journey. So a book, a song, a Bible verse or all three that you could pinpoint to say have had the greatest impact on your faith journey. For Bible verse, it would definitely be uh, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. I think that um, gives me some solace when I go through bad things um, to know that, hey, Sheena, this is not the end. Um, God is going to work this out for your good. This may be a, a testing process or this may, may this may be a faith growing process. So that text really helps me to go through rough times or to keep my faith up. A church sister here in Japan gave me, sent me this, uh, this book. She sent me the soft copy. The book is called Daring to Ask for More. And that book is about prayer, right? And how, how praying is important and how, how much we, we as Christians don't have enough faith to pray and ask for big things. And the book basically um, talks about many stories about preachers or other people who exercise their faith by praying. And everything and how God came through for them. And ever since I read that book, like, it's just, I cannot like forget it. And I remember the week after I read that book, or maybe while reading that book, I was thinking to myself, wow, I really thought I had a lot of faith until I realized that, no, I don't, because I really don't pray accordingly. And I remember maybe, maybe I was just maybe testing God or something, but I remember after that, I would like, pray for simple things, simple, simple things that I thought maybe God wouldn't care about. And, and I would see God answering those prayers. Japan is very hot and humid in the summer. And I remember going out one day and I was like, gosh, it's so hot outside and the sun is like pelting. So please just send some clouds to cover the sun until I, I go to the train station. And it, it worked. I was like, oh my gosh. I felt like I was praying, but not really expecting it to happen. But it did. And I remember going to church and, t- and telling that story. But simple things like that, it, you know, it really made me um, grow stronger or made me believe more that God really cares about, you know, small details of our life and that we ought to pray more and pray boldly. Yes, well, God does, in fact, care for us. Uh, could you just repeat the title of that, of that book? The book is titled Daring to Ask for More. Yeah, I don't remember the author, but yeah. Yes, sorry, sorry to interject. So uh, the name of the book, my audience, Daring to Ask for More. And, you yes. know, the, the Bible did tell us in, in Matthew chapter 7 that we should ask, A-S-K, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. I, I right. really like the title and I can see why instrumental life. yes. No, it, it really has. It isn't too personal. Well, all my questions are personal. But <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been a moment in your spiritual journey that you believe you experienced the greatest doubt in or the greatest distance from God? I, I wouldn't say there is a moment. There are many moments. <laughs> there were many moments when I thought that, hey, God is so far away. And, you know, why isn't God responding to my request or answering my prayers or even you know giving me any attention but I think that mostly happens when when I pray for something and I feel like I didn't get it 
right? So it's like a, it's like being a spoiled child where you ask your parents for something and they don't give you, and you're like, oh, you don't love me, you don't love me. I've had many of those instances. Um, one in particular, when I came to Japan, my original goal was to be here for like a year or two years maximum and then go somewhere else, right? So, <laughs> right, you can relate. <laughs> so I remember praying about um, going to a particular place and I I prayed, I asked God, I was praying for a long time. I told people to pray for me. My friends were praying and I did all the things that I, I, I thought I, I needed to do and it still didn't work out. And I remember when I got the message that, hey, this is not going to work out. I remember how devastated I was. To be honest, I felt like I lost hope. I lost hope in that moment. I was like, you know, what's the sense of me praying? Because what was disappointing too was that I, I had I told God, like, God, if you don't want me to do this, do not allow me to go through the process and spend all this money and prepare for it. And I felt like God didn't, yeah, I feel like God didn't stop me from doing all of that and spending or wasting the money as I had thought about it at the moment. And I felt really, really hopeless. It got to a point where maybe for a week or two, I feel I felt like I couldn't pray because I felt like I felt like I was angry with God, right? So I remember that moment vividly because it was not so long ago, just maybe like a year or two ago, maybe two years. So I felt like in that moment, I really had like a really hard time, like. Um, believing that, hey, God is here for me. But I mean, I got over it after a couple of weeks and I'm back. And maybe God was like, okay, Sheena, here we go with the tantrums. I listened to this and two questions pop in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I will go with the first, first. Yes. So having shared with God, you know, because the scripture tells us in Psalm, I can correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, or somewhere they are both. But the, the Bible essentially says, maybe Psalm 3, delight thyself in the Lord, and he will grant you desires of your Right. Heart. Yes. And so many times, say, Lord, I delight your work. Right. But things don't always go the way and sure. as you just shared um, earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, why is it so difficult for Christians to trust God's plan for their lives? And then after, why is it so many persons walk away? Um, I, I heard somebody said oh, some time ago that we live in a microwave society. We just want to pop things in and take it out immediately. But I find that that's how I am sometimes. So I find that sometimes I just want God to act right now. I tell God, God, I want this and I want, I want it now. And he is supposed to be like a genie, right? Like I rub his the bottle and then he's supposed to give grant me my wishes instantly and that's not how God works and I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that God is all-knowing and he can see beyond now we cannot even see the next moment the next minute or the next second we, we don't know but God sees the big picture and because he sees the big picture he is wise enough to, to say okay she now okay Marlon this is not what I want for you. Or, or Sheena, you think this is going to make you happy now? Well, later it won't, right? Because he knows me better than I know myself. Because God knows that he might not act in the way that we want him to act. And because when we don't get our way, we tend to doubt. We tend to not believe or to not trust the process that, you know, God is still going to come through for us and God is still going to do what is best for us because ultimately that's what we want. So I feel like many Christians 
tend to lose their faith or um, leave the church because they feel like God is not acting the way they want him to act. And that speaks to how much faith we have. Okay, so it's about understanding God and mm-hmm. under his, his plan for our lives. Right. Uh, a, script, a scripture verse just popped in my head, you know, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts right. and my ways are greater than your ways. Right. Uh, it's important that we try to understand more God's plan okay. for our lives. Uh, you mentioned um, also that experience and how you maybe dealt mm-hmm. with it. So what are some of your biggest hurdles and how have you overcome? If I have... I think, um, do you mean biggest hurdles in terms of my, my faith journey or my, or just living a Christian or trying to live a Christian life? Well, I, I would say life journey in, in essence. And, and there is something like mm-hmm. journey because we, we sometimes try to separate you know, our, mm-hmm. our faith from our person, say, or real life. Uh, I think um, many, there are many hurdles that I don't even know if if I can say that I have overcome them fully. Um, I always tell people that I'm a work in progress. So I am not at the point where I, I need to be. When I think about like spiritual wise, I think about forgiveness. I don't think I forgive easily, right? I don't think I forgive easily. I always try to do some introspection. And when I do introspections, I try to figure why is this so difficult for me to do? And sometimes I think about the fact that it may be because I, I usually try to be good to people and I usually try to do what I think is right in most times and try not to hurt people. So I feel like in cases where people have done bad things to me, I feel like it's just I, like I hold on to the anger or I hold on to the, 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 the feeling of the betrayal. And I, I sometimes find it so difficult to let it go and forgive. That is something that I'm constantly working on. I have been praying about it constantly. And I feel like God has given me some, well, God has sent many people in my life to test that, right? So, okay. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm a little bit better at it than I was like maybe a couple of years ago or so. So I feel like that's a, that's a hurdle that I'm constantly trying to get past or get over. Hmm. Um, other, other things, I think maybe my faith sometimes is not strong enough to act or, or to do things that maybe I want to do. But I feel like sometimes I, I still, okay, you know, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this or maybe this is not going to work out. Right. Without without like going blindly and saying, hey, Sheena, you know, God is going to, you know, pray and allow God to work his way out. Sometimes I, I hold it. I hold things back and maybe it prevents me from fully achieving my greatest potential. I feel like that's also something that I'm struggling with a bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we all struggle and. I love the answer you give that you are a work in progress because yeah. we really are. Uh, what is something that you think maybe God is calling you to do right now, just now? Well, to be honest, I I really don't know because I think if I knew it, I probably would be doing it right now. But I, I, I feel like there is something because as I told you earlier in a story that I've been wanting to leave Japan after the first year of being here and everything I've done 
to, to go to the next place, uh, it hasn't worked out. So I feel like I'm here for a reason. I feel like God wants me to fulfill some purpose here, but I haven't figured it out as yet. So I am working on that. I am praying about it and asking God, you know, to show me or to use me quickly so I can go. <laughs> yes. And, and and I'm sure that she will. He's a God of, he's a God of direction. I believe so too. What do you think would have surprised most people about you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, what would surprise people about me? Um, I, I, I think I'm pretty much an open book, I believe, but I'm okay. Maybe this, maybe many people who are, you know, familiar with pers- my personality, maybe they don't know that I am very introverted. Maybe some people know <laughs> I'm very introverted. So I love being alone. I, I, it's the best thing ever. I really love being, and i nearly never get bored. Right. So even while this, while this pandemic was happening and, and there was a, a lockdown, many people were complaining about being bored and, and being in, in their houses or homes for a long period of time. For me, it was bliss. I was like, wow, I wish I could stay here for another six months. But hey, life wouldn't, ha- wouldn't have it that way. But yeah, I'm very introverted. And maybe that's not too much of a surprise, but yeah. Well, maybe for others, but uh, <laughs> it would come as a surprise to many. Yeah. It, it's... And interesting, it's pr- um, rather interesting mm-hmm. hearing that. Uh, but it's good that you enjoy um, spending time yes. alone. And I imagine your time alone, time spent with God. Definitely. You know, is, is there something that you're not good at that? Well, I, I don't want persons to know that I'm good at Well, I, I'm not shy about it. I'm not a good singer. <laughs> I'm not shy about it. And the thing is, I always tell people that I, I think that God didn't give me the gift of singing. Because if he did, maybe I wouldn't talk. I'd probably be singing everything. I'd probably be singing to you right now. So I'm not a good singer. What else? Sometimes I think I'm not good at making like impromptu speeches or so. I plan everything. I'm not very spontaneous. I plan. I plan step by step what I'm going to do every day or most days. So yeah, I'm, so I'm not good at like you calling on me for me to do something in the moment. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Uh, in a conversation with with someone who mm-hmm. has never heard about God, or maybe has never considered uh, the the existence mm-hmm. of of God, yeah, what would you tell that person about God? There are so many stories or so many instances um, where I can really pinpoint that God is real and He is real in my life. Um, even for people who might not necessarily believe that there is a God or, or who have never have uh, had an experience with God, the first thing that they need to do is to just try, try him, just pray. They say, God, simple prayer, God, I'm not sure you exist, but just show me. And you'll find that God will miraculously work something out where you know for sure that he is God. Simple things happen in my life. I remember maybe... A couple months ago, I, I wanted to buy some oats, right? And the one that I like is only sold at one particular place. And I remember I went to the place in the first week and I didn't see any. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go back next week. And next, the next week I went back, I was saying, God, I hope I find it because I really need, I really need it. I mean, I didn't really need it, but I wanted it. 
And I remember walking into the store and I was looking, I, I went to the place where they normally store the oat and I, I looked and it wasn't there. And immediately I was like disappointed. And then I saw a lady talking to another lady, talking to the lady that works in the store. And I see the lady walk away. And then the lady, the store clerk came back and gave the lady a pack of the same oats that I wanted. And I was like, me too, me too. Mind you, maybe she didn't even understand because this is Japan. But I was so excited. And she she just bought, bought it to the ladies. I, immediately, I was like, me too. So what they did, they probably had a small amount. So they stored it in some, some boxes where we couldn't see it. And in that moment, I was like, gosh, God, this has to be you. Because how is it that in that moment, two people are having a conversation that I didn't even that I didn't even know about in front of me with about the same thing that I wanted. So even simple stuff like that made me realize that hey, God is real. Like there's no other way to explain it. I I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God works things out for for me, and I find that that has been um, my my entire life experience, if 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 I may say so. Um, so. That makes me think that there has to be a God. But what else can it be? Those daily miracles. Right. Those daily miracles. And talking about miracles, uh, is there a Bible narrative that you feel somewhat mirrors your life story? Mm. <laughs> or one that you can relate to? The most? Oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, maybe I think maybe bits and pieces of many of them. Because I, when I think about the prodigal son, I really didn't leave the church, but maybe I was out mentally sometimes. Um, and maybe in the ways I would act or, you know, not be um, dedicated to the cause. So maybe that there are some aspects of being a prodigal girl, daughter. <laughs> maybe that, that, that represents me somewhat. And I'm trying to figure out, I can't think about anybody else at the moment that really mirrors my life. Because I don't think my life has been like anything like there, there aren't any like spectacular stories. It's pretty much like a constant for the most part with a few ups and downs. Well, th- that is what makes it uh, spectacular because, uh, for example, mm-hmm. in, in sports, mm-hmm. we would say the consistent performer mm-hmm. when you look at his or her body of work mm-hmm. that is really what makes that person stand up that is what makes that person spectacular so yeah that's a good point you know, the, the, the high and lows sometimes or the the massive contrast mm-hmm. isn't only the thing that is spectacular right so you know with that what is the easiest or hardest thing about being a christian what's the easiest mm-hmm. or the hardest you can take one or both mm-hmm. maybe the easiest thing is okay I studied sociology and I studied a lot about Marx. And I remember Marx says that religion is the opium of the people. And if you know opium, opium is a feel-good drug. And while while his intentions were kind of malicious by saying that, I, I believe it is true because my faith in God or me knowing that God is going to work things out for my good, it gives me solace and it makes me worry less about many things that maybe other people will be concerned about. So I feel like that's the easiest part about being a Christian. You know, it's less stressful or you don't lose hope easily because you you, you have faith that God is going to come through and God is going to work things out for you. So I feel like that part is pretty easy. However, the hardest part is maybe trusting God. 
trusting that he's going to do what he says he will do. So I feel like many of us, we, as I told you before, that we lose our faith easily when things might not work out the way we want it to work or in the time we want it to work out. So I feel like maybe that part is a little bit difficult for, for many of us. I, I like the part you're quoting Karl Marx, mm -hmm. the religion, the opium. <laughs> it is indeed comforting for God yes. to stand by indeed. or side. My final question to you, you know, if you could look at one, we often say we don't live our lives regrets, mm -hmm. and I am assuming you are saying this, thing, but mm -hmm. you know, if there's one, say, change in, in, in mm -hmm. your life, you know, what would that be? Whether for the better or for the worse, if there's uh, one thing. One thing I, I would change, maybe I would, maybe, and maybe I would trust God more. Because even like now, because now I, I think I struggle with finding or finding purpose or not knowing what I'm going to do like in the future or not knowing how, how this is going to work out or what, what should I really do? So I feel like I, I, I struggle with that sometimes. There are many instances too, where, where I, even wanting to leave Japan to go to a particular place, I remember um, maybe when the pandemic started, maybe it was about April or May that I got an email outlining what's happening in the place that I wanted to go. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so happy that I didn't go, right? In the moment when I was rejected or I was prevented from going, I was angry or I felt hopeless or, you know, I, I couldn't talk to God. Like, God, how can you not allow me to do this? That has taught me that God really can see beyond what we can ever even think or imagine. God always works out. And I, I, I am grateful that, God is so caring that he will, you know, not, not be like angry with me or, or, or leave me for that matter. Even, even though I, I may drift somewhat or I may get angry or through a tantrum. Yeah. So, so, so quoting your own favorite Bible passage, yeah. all things work together for good. That's true. Those who trust the Lord. Yes. I want to say thanks um, for taking the time to talk with us today. Mm -hmm. So my, to my listeners, my guest today uh, is Sheena Mort. She works as an English teacher here in Japan. And she's also one of the daily devotional presenters for the Chiba International Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yeah. I'm sure before she goes, she will have a few parting words to share with you. She may even want to tell you about uh, how you can subscribe to those daily devotionals. So, Stashina, what are your parting words to our listeners? Wow. Um, I don't have a lot to say, but I thank you for tuning into this uh, episode. And I pray that God will continue to to be with you and may, may your faith grow as you continue to keep connected to the source. Um, again, uh, you mentioned our daily devotional. The, we have a Facebook page. It's The name is SDA Chiba International Church Media Ministry. That's SDA Chiba International Church Media Ministry. And we post daily devotionals that you can listen to. You can subscribe to the page and you will get those on your feed daily. And please like and share. Thank I sound like a YouTuber. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Thank you so much. Do join us next week as we will share with you the story of another interesting guest. You've been listening to the Upward Way podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance 
in a muddled world.